This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelekit Zion, Parsha Shmini Sicha Gimel. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's Parsha, we learn the Pasuk of Ayishma Moshe Vayitav Be'enov, and we learn the teaching of Rashi on this Pasuk. And there are six parts in the sicha. The rebel, number one, challenge one way of understanding Rashi. Two, ask four questions on Rashi. Three, present and reject an answer to two of the questions. Four, answer all four questions. Five, explain the topic over here in this discussion in the Parsha in Primus Einanim. And six, present the Hiran this for each and every one. On the Pasuk of Aishma Meisha Vayitav Be'inov, that Meisha heard what Aaron said and it was pleasing in his eyes. We hear it's talking about the story how Aaron and his sons were Einanim because Nadav and Aviyu passed away on that day. And so usually an Einan is not allowed to partake of Kachim, but over here they had a clear instruction when it came to the Kachim that were special for Shemini Lamiluyim, that they were allowed to eat them. However, when it came to the Kachim that were not special for Shemini Lamiluyim, specifically the Sir Chatas of Rishchidosh, where usually the Kayan eats from it, but over here Aaron said that since it's not special for Shemini Lamiluyim, so therefore the regular Allah that an Einan can't partake from the Kachim applies, and he burned the entire Sir Chatas of Rishchidosh. Now, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw this, it says, Vayiktsef Moshe. Moshe was upset because they shouldn't have burnt it and they should have eaten it just like the Karbonis of Shmini Lamiloyim. And Aaron replied that even though the special din of eating the Kachim was said regarding the Karbonis of Shmini Lamiloyim, which are Kachay Shah, meaning they're just for that time, but who said that it also applies for the Sir Chatas of Rishchedesh, which is Kachay Deris? It's a regular carbon which is brought throughout time and it's not special for Shmini Lamiloyim. And here the Pasuk says, now Rashi quotes the words Vayitav Be'enov, and he explains Hoida Volei that Meish Rabbeinu admitted, and he wasn't embarrassed to say, I didn't hear. And as we'll see, the Sikh is going to move straight into discussing what exactly is Rashi saying over here with these words. So regarding this teaching of Rashi, Mefarshim explained that Rashi is saying that if Meish was Baish, then he would have said Leishamati. And so the meaning of the words in Rashi, Volei Baish, Leimer Leishamati, is as if it's saying he didn't say out of being Baish that Leishamati, meaning Baish, he wasn't embarrassed Lemer, which would cause him to say Leishamati. So Rashi is saying that if Moshe was Baish, then he would have said Leishamati. However, since Moshe was Leibaish, he wasn't embarrassed. Therefore, he didn't say Leishamati. He didn't say, I didn't hear this from Hashem. But rather, he admitted, and he said, Shamaiti I heard it from Hashem, and I forgot it. As is explained in Gemara, on these words of Aishma Moshe, Vaitav Be'inov. However, in the way of Pshat, which is Pirish Rashi, it's completely not understood. Because it's known that Rashi wrote his Pirish in a clear and open way that also Ben Chamesh Lemirka can understand. Therefore, if Rashi meant that Moshe admitted and said, then Rashi wouldn't skip the main thing, which is the words that Moshe said. Rashi should have written that Moshe said, especially since the Gemara has to say it. And the Gemara is written for a more advanced and older student. Now, it's also clear that we can't say that Rashi relies on the Gemara saying, And the reason is because, as we said a number of times, Rashi explains the meaning of the Pasuk and doesn't rely on what's explained elsewhere. And this is especially in our case, where Rashi doesn't write that the source is from the Gemara. So clearly, Rashi doesn't intend for the student to look into the Gemara in order to understand what Rashi is saying. According to all this, it seems that the opposite is true, that Rashi doesn't learn here like in the Gemara. And especially since this Indian is also in Teres Kainim, and there the Lushan is not like in Gemara, and Rashi chooses the Lushan of the Teres Kainim, which further emphasizes that Rashi doesn't learn the Pasuk over here like the Gemara does. 
And so this question on the way the Mepharshim learn Rashi ends up being the first of the four questions in the Sikha. And the question is, how do we understand this Rashi? We're not learning it like the Mepharshim, so how do we understand this teaching of Rashi? What is Rashi saying over here? We also have to understand, and this is the second question, what is at all difficult in the Pasuk that Rashi has to explain? The Pasuk is L'Chair understood very simply, that Vayishma Moshe, and after Moshe heard what Aaron said, so then Vayitav Be'enov. It was pleasing in his eyes. He agreed and accepted what Aaron said. The third question is, what is the source in Pshuta Shemikra? And what compels Rashi to explain that In other words, what's the source and what compels Rashi to give this explanation? Now, in order to answer these last two questions, number one, what's bothering Rashi? And number two, what's the basis for Rashi's explanation? So the Rafashim which learned that the basis of Rashi's explanation is from the words, Vayishma Meisha. Because these words, Vayishma Meisha, are Lochera extra. Because obviously Meisha heard what Aaron said. And it should have just said that after Aaron explained his argument, Vayitav Be'enei Meisha was pleasing in the eyes of Meisha. And so from the fact that the Pasuk says beforehand, before saying that it was Vayitav Be'enei Meisha, that Vayishma Meisha, so Rashi learns out that this means that Meisha already heard from Hashem what Aaron said. So what's bothering Rashi over here are the words Vayishma Meisha, which Rashi finds to be extra. And Rashi's answer is that these words are teaching us that Meisha already heard it and he forgot it. And so we see from here that that Meisha had been already heard it and he wasn't embarrassed that would cause him to say that he didn't hear it. Rather he admitted that he heard it and he forgot it. And so Rashi is telling us that the words Vayishma Meisha are teaching us that Meisha had been already heard from Hashem what Aaron said, and it's just that he forgot it. And so this then is the reason why it was Vayitav Be'inov now that it was reminded of it, because this is actually what he heard from Hashem. However, L'chayru, we can't learn this way in Pshutl Shomikra, and so not in Rashi. Because in addition to the questions that Mepharshim ask, that number one, according to this, it should have stated Umeisha Shama, or something similar, which would emphasize that he already heard it in the past, not Vayishma, that he heard it now. And number two, Rashi should then have also quoted the words Vayishma Meisha, because those words are what he has a question on, and those words are the key to his explanation, his answer. In addition to this, the question is, according to this explanation, Rashi should have said this clearly. This is something that Meisha already heard. And this is especially since he is changing the simple meaning of the words Vayishma Meisha. According to this, we're reading Vayishma Meisha to mean that those words themselves mean Shemaiti. The Meisha Rabbeinu is saying that he already heard it. So it's taking the words Vayishma Meisha out of their simple meaning that it refers to what he heard from Aaron. And it's telling us that it refers to what he heard earlier from Hashem. Or at least Rashi should specify that Shemaiti Vishachachti. He should write the word Shemaiti, which allows us to understand, at least B'deichik, that this is his explanation on Vayishma Meisha. He's explained the word Vayishma as in Shemaiti in the past. And the fourth question is, in Parshas Matis, where we learn about Geuli Akum, kashering the non-kosher vessels of a guy, so on the Pasuk of Vayemer, Lazar Akain Vagemer, where we see that Lazar Akain taught these halachas, so Rashi says, L'fisha ba Meisha l'chlal kas, ba l'chlal tos, because Meisha Rabbeinu over there became angry that the Yidin didn't kill all the people they were supposed to kill from Midian, so that's why he came to make a mistake. And the mistake was, Shinis al he forgot these halachas, and that's why Allah taught them. And you find the same thing by the Shemini Lamelulim, referring to our parsha. Shenemar, where it says, Vayiktif ala Lazar vali summer, the Meshur became angry at Allah in his summer. We're there too, Balachlal Kas, Balachlal Tos, because he came to be angry, that's why he came to make a mistake, which is that he didn't know this din that Aaron corrected him about. Where it says, the Meshur struck the stone. That this happened because the idea cast because he became angry. That's why he made this mistake. 
So we see that in Pshut HaShemikra, we need a reason and an explanation why Moshe made a mistake. And so the question is, this difficulty about how Moshe made a mistake first arises here in our parsha, which is much earlier than parsha Matis. And so Rashi should have explained here that Moshe Rabbeinu's mistake came because because he became angry, that's why he made this mistake. So now we're going to begin answering the questions, and we're going to begin by answering question number one. And over here we're going to include why doesn't Rashi learn like the Gemara. So the explanation of this is as follows. Rashi with saying, where we asked him the first question, what is Rashi even saying over here? He means to say what the simple meaning of these words are saying. Let's read them simply that Moshe admitted and wasn't ashamed to say that he didn't hear from Hashem the distinction between and so we're going to understand Rashi to be saying exactly what it sounds like he's saying that Hoyda Moshe Rabbeinu admitted and he wasn't embarrassed to say that he didn't hear this from Hashem now the reason Rashi doesn't learn as in the Gemara that Moshe did hear the distinction and it's only that he forgot it and it was about this that that he admitted and he wasn't embarrassed to say that he heard it and he forgot it. And so he said, I heard it and forgot it. The reason Rashi doesn't learn this way is because then it's difficult in Pshut HaShemikra. Number one, what type of praise is it about Meishu Rabbeinu that he said the truth and not the opposite of the truth? He didn't say Lai What type of praise is that about Meishu Rabbeinu that he didn't say the opposite of the truth? Number two, how does it fit to say Vayitav Be'enov that it was pleasing in the eyes of Meshur Rabbeinu about something which he heard from Hashem? Hashem said to do it. What does it mean, Vayitav Be'enov? And number three, which is most importantly, the words Vayitav Be'enov imply that it could have been otherwise. It was Vayitav Be'enov and it wasn't not Vayitav Be'enov. And it's teaching us that it was Vayitav Be'enov. Now, if it was Shamaiti Veshachachni that he heard it from Hashem and it's just that he forgot it, then it's Vayitav Be'eni Hashem. This is what Hashem wants. This is pleasing in the eyes of Hashem. So, what is Vayitav Be'enov saying? What is it teaching us? That it was pleasing in his eyes and not what? Not the opposite? It can't be the opposite. It can't be not Vayitav Be'inov. This is Vayitav Be'ini Hashem. So besides for the second question, that the words Vayitav Be'inov don't seem to even make sense over here because if this is what Hashem said, then there's no need to say Vayitav Be'inov. The words Vayitav Be'inov imply that it could have been otherwise, which doesn't fit over here at all since we're talking about something which he heard from Hashem. And therefore Rashi learns it literally that Moshe didn't hear this difference from Hashem. And as indeed we find Rashi in his previous teaching on the words Hayitav Be'ini Hashem where Aaron told Moshe Rabbeinu his perspective that Aaron told him Im that if you heard from Hashem to eat the Kach Shah, even though we're in him that's not a reason that you should be makel you should be lenient also about the Kach and allow us to eat them. So we see that it's something that Moshe Rabbeinu thought of and not something that he heard from Hashem. And according to this it's understood Number one, the praise of Hoida that he admitted, and he wasn't embarrassed to say that he didn't hear it, since Moshe had the choice to agree with the words of Aaron either through being silent, since when someone's silent, it shows that they're admitting it, or even through telling Aaron that he is correct. But he didn't have to say and add that Leishamaiti didn't hear it. He could have just agreed to Aaron or told Aaron, you're right, but he didn't have to add to that Leishamaiti didn't hear it from Hashem. And number two, we also understand the meaning of Vayitav Be'enov, that it was pleasing in his eyes. This was the Svar of Aaron. Moshe didn't hear it from Hashem. Therefore, even though we find that by a number of Dinim, Kachi Deris are the same as Kachi Shah, similar to Rashi taught earlier, so we know this concept by Pesach Mitzrayim, that a number of its Dinim, however not all, are also by Pesach Deris. Nevertheless, by this Din, the Psak of Aaron was Vayitav so the two questions on the explanation of the Gemara, which were number one, what type of praise is this? And number two, what does Vayitav Be'inav mean? Both of them are answered in the way that Rashi learns this Pasuk. The praise is that he added and said, I didn't hear it, instead of just saying, you're right. 
And we also understand Vayitav Be'enov, because this is not something which Hashem said, it's just a svara. There's a svara of Aaron that Kachay Deir should be different than Kachay Shah, and there's a svara of Moshe that Kachay Deir should be the same as Kachay Shah. And so the Pasuk is saying that the svara of Aaron was Vayitav Be'enov of Moshe, it was pleasing in the eyes of Moshe. Now we're going to move on to answering questions number two and number three, which were number one, what's the difficulty over here? And number two, what's the basis for this explanation of Rashi? So the difficulty here in the Pasuk, which therefore Rashi has to give an explanation for it, and specifically this explanation, Explanation is that the words Vayitav Be'inov are Luchera extra, not that Vayishma Moshe is extra, but rather the next words Vayitav Be'inov, the words that Rashi quotes, are Luchera extra. Because my Kamash Malan, what are they teaching us? Now, to explain why these words are extra is because it's obvious that Moshe heard what Aaron said, like we said earlier. So, therefore, when we see that the Pasuk says the words Vayishma Moshe, that he heard him, so it's understood that the meaning of the addition of Vayishma Moshe, similar to what it says, Shamaita Lokali Shtecha to Adamarishin, and the Yesef was able to hear and understand what the brothers were saying. And in other places also we see the word used in this way, so it's understood that the meaning of the addition of Aishma Maisha is understanding and accepting the words of Aaron, meaning that Maisha understood and accepted what Aaron said. And so this is the very same meaning as the next words, Vayitav Be'enov. If so, why does the Pasuk also say Vayitav Be'enov? So the question on the Pasuk is not that the words Vayishma Moshe are extra. We understand those words. They mean to tell us that he understood and accepted what Aaron said. However, the question is, what do the words Vayitav Be'enov mean? That they were pleasing in his eyes. We just said Vayishma Moshe, that he understood and accepted what Aaron said. Therefore, we must say that Vayitav Be'enov comes to add to Vayishma Moshe, because they mean the same thing. He understood and accepted, and it was pleasing, even more than what you would otherwise think in the basic idea of understanding and accepting. The words of Aaron weren't just accepted by Moshe, but rather there was something additional and novel. There was a chiddush over here. It was Vayitav Be'enov. Now, what can express such an addition and such a novelty, such a chiddush, and what does the Pasuk come to emphasize and relate with this? So what is it saying, and what's the purpose of saying it? So Rashi explains that the Pasuk means to say that the Vayishma Moshe, this understanding and accepting of Moshe, was an addition to the fact that the words of Aaron were accepted by him, they were so pleasing to him, Vayitav Be'enav, that he said, Laimar also to others, he publicized that, he said it out loud. Now why is the Pasuk telling this to us? Because this also tells us, Shiv Moshe, the praise of Moshe, that Hoida, he admitted, and he wasn't embarrassed to say that he didn't hear this. He let it be known and he publicized that, even though it wasn't relevant to the Etzim Inyan, and it would have been enough if he admitted and agreed to the opinion of Aaron. Nevertheless, still, he said out loud, which shows us, Shiv the praise of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now we're going to move on to answering question number four, which was that Rashi tells us in Parshas Matis that the explanation of the Pasuk over here is that because Kas, because Moshe Rabbeinu became angry, that's why Tos, that's why he made a mistake. So Rashi should have told this to us over here. We see that the Pasuk over here requires an explanation. Why does he wait all the way to Parshas Matis to tell it to us? Now according to this, what we just said, that Rashi is understood to mean what he says literally, that Moshe said, Loi Shemaiti, not that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shemaiti, I heard it, but rather, like it sounds in Rashi, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Loi Shemaiti, I didn't hear it. So now it's understood, or Rashi here doesn't explain what happened the way he does in Parshas Matis. Which is that Balakhlaqas, because he became angry, therefore Balakhlaqas, he came to make a mistake. Because since the difference between Kachay Darius and Kachay Shah is something which depends on a Svara, and in Seichel there's room for both Svaras, so therefore here Rashi is not compelled to make such a big Chiddush that by Moshe there could be a situation, there could be a case of Balakhlaqas, and therefore Balakhlaqas. There's no mistake over here, there's just two ways of looking at it. Whereas in Parshas Matis, where we must learn over there that the Vayiksaf of Moshe brought him to a Tos, because we see that he didn't teach the Allah 
Halachas. And Lazar taught the Halachas, which as we said is a tremendous Chiddush. And the question also arises, why did this cast specifically bring to a Tos and not the other times that there was cast by Meish Rabbeinu? So once we already see that this concept is introduced, as we have to introduce it over there, but then there is this realization that it's a huge Chiddush. And also there's the question, how come no other cast led to a Tos? So once we already introduced it, so therefore Rashi continues there, Meaning to say that after it's proven in Pshutah Shalmikra, that because Bam that because Maishu Rabbeinu came to be angry, therefore Bam therefore he came to make a mistake, so then we can also explain the same thing here regarding Shemini Lamiluyim, that the Vayiktsev, this that Maishu Rabbeinu became angry over here, caused that Maishu didn't know the difference between Kachay Shah and Kachay Dairis, even though it was obvious to Aaron. So in other words, what we're saying over here is that when we read our Pasuk over here itself, there's no reason to introduce this whole idea of Bam and Bam because we don't see any toes over here. There's just two ways of looking at it. There was the way that Moshe Rabbeinu looked at it, and there's the way that Aaron looked at it. And Moshe Rabbeinu accepted the approach of Aaron. However, once we learn Parshas Matis, and over there we see clearly that because Moshe Rabbeinu was angry, therefore he came to make a mistake. So once we already introduced this idea, so this is a tremendous chiddush. We want to see is it found anywhere else. And we also have a question. How come all the other times that Moshe Rabbeinu got angry, we don't see that he came to make a mistake? So once we already introduced that anger leads to a mistake, so then we could apply it here as well and say, what's the mistake? The mistake is that he didn't come up with the Svarah and Aaron did come up with the Svarah. And so this question is answered based on the way we're learning Rashi. If we're going to understand that Rashi is telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu says that he heard it and he forgot it, so then Rashi should tell us over here, why did he forget it? Because he became angry. But because we're learning Rashi in such a way that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say that he heard it and he forgot it. It's just that it was a svar that Moshe didn't think of and a svar that Aaron did think of. So now it's understood that Rashi doesn't say he made a mistake. Because when we look at the Pasuk here, we don't see any mistake. From Yenish Shultair and Rashi, since the difference in opinion between Moshe and Aaron depends on a svara. So we need to understand two things. Number one, why was Moshe inclined to say that there's no difference between Kachidaris and Kachishah? And Aaron was inclined to say that there is a difference between Kachidaris and Kachishah. And number two, since Moshe held that there's no difference between Kachidaris and Kachishah, and it was with such certainty that he held this, that when he saw them behaving with the Kachidaris differently than with the Kachishah, that they didn't eat it, they didn't eat the Kachidaris, it led to Vayiktsev, if so, why did his svara change when he heard from Aaron without any proof that we need to make a difference between Kachidaris and Kachishah? And it was such a change to the extent that it was Vayitav Beinov. So Moshe Rabbeinu held what he held, and then when he heard from Aaron that he holds differently without any proof, he changed his mind, and it was to the extent that it was Vayitav Beinov. So he went from one extreme of Vayiktsev all the way to Vayitav Beinov just from hearing from Aaron that Aaron held differently, even though Aaron didn't provide any proof for his way of looking at it. So we can explain this in primacy Nonim. The difference between Moshe and Aaron is, as it says in the Medrash, that Chesed is Aaron, the Emes is Now the difference between Emes and Chesed is, the union of Emes is that there are no changes in it. That's what Emes means. It's true. It doesn't get affected by anything. In every time and in every place, it remains the same. It stays on the same level and in the same state. That's the definition of true. It's true. So if it's true, nothing around it changes it. However, Chesed, whose Indian is to be good to others, has to take into account the state of each of the individual Makablim, who aren't similar to one another. That's the whole idea of Chesed, to be kind to someone else. So we have to take into consideration the Makablim, and each of the Makablim are different. Moreover, in each act of Chesed for another, there's a difference between the way it's by the Mashpia and the way it's drawn down to the Makabal. 
Like the Maimar Rizal of Vishpat Aleim Teva, Einin Michaelim Lamed. So even if the person giving it wants to do Chesed, you have to consider whether the Makabal is going to experience it and receive it as Chesed. And therefore, the inclination of the Svara of Moshe, who is Midas Emes, is that in every matter where there is a doubt, we rule that there is no change between one time and situation and another time and situation. It's Emes. Emes always stays the same. Therefore, in our case, Moshe held that there is no difference between Kachay Deris and Kachay Shah. The same Kedusha that there is in this Shah, so in that very same way, the Kedusha has to be for Deris. However, from the perspective of Chesed, which is the level of Aaron, whose Indian is Ayav Shalom, Vered Shalom, Ayav Sabrias, and Makarvan Latera, that he devoted himself to Yidin, even to those who are in the category of Brias, meaning all that they have is that they're created by Hashem. And his Indian was to give them Chesed, each according to their level and state. So therefore, he saw that there's a difference between Kachay Shah and Kachay Daris. When it comes to the Makablim, which is referring to those who need the Chesed, which over here meant the carbon, the Kachim, we can't demand that the Kedusha should be in the same way and in the same Taikif, the same strength in all different levels and times. And so Kachay Deiris and Kachay Shah are going to be different. Now this Indian that we explained in the difference between Moshe and Aaron, it fits with this, that the level of Moshe is Shushvina de Malka, and the level of Aaron is Shushvina de Matrinusa. So Shushvina de Malka is the companion of the king, and Shushvina de Matrinusa is the companion of the queen, which we could look at it as the Mashpi and Mekabal, Hashem and the Yidin. So Shushvina de Malka, which draws down Alakus to Yidin, Mamaila Lamato, is in a way that the air is drawn down and is Lamato in the same way that it's Lamaila and Atzilus, without any difference. And this is the way of Avaid of Moshe down here, in the way that he would draw down Alakus to Yidin. On the other hand, Shushvina de Matrinusa elevates Knesset Israel from Lamato Lamaila. And therefore, the elevating is in a way that depends on the state and level of the Yidin. And therefore, there are differences in the Aveda according to the level and state of the Mata. So this idea that Moshe is Emes and Aaron is Chesed fits what we know from elsewhere that Moshe is Shushvina de Malka, which is the idea of bringing a Lakusma Maila Lamato. And therefore, the whole Indian is to bring it down here that it should be here the way it is Lamaila. And so it doesn't take into account the Mato. And the Indian of Aaron is Shushvina de Matrinusa, which is to elevate and uplift the Yidin, where there it depends on each Yidin has to be done according to each one on their level. Nevertheless, after Moshe heard from Aaron that from the vantage point of Avedis and Yevraim in Olam Asiyah, from the vantage point of the Mata, of the Nevraim, of the Mekablam, there are differences, and the Aved and Kedusha of Shon Deris aren't the same. So then, What does this mean? That also Moshe accepted it. And so from this it's understood that not only is it accepted from the perspective of the Bechina of Aaron, that of Chesed, but rather also from the perspective of the Bechina of Moshe, that of Midas Emes. And the explanation of this is, regarding the Aved of the Benanim, it says in Tanya that their Ava is Lagabe Madregas Abenanim, compared to the Madrega, the level of Abenani, Nikris Aved Tama Be'emes La It's considered Considered a complete Aveda with their MS Lamita, Ish Ish Kefi Madrigasai, Be Madrigas each one according to their level in the different levels of Abenani. And he says that this is so, even though Lagabe Madrigas at Sadikim, Oyev the Hashem Be MS that compared to the level of Sadikim, who serve Hashem Be MS Lamita, Ain Prinas Avazu, Nikris Beshem Avedis MS Klau. This Aveda of the Benanim is not called MS at all. Me'acha Shechelefes Veraveris, Achart Philo, because it passes and goes away after davening. Uchsivan, it says in the Possek, Sfas MS, MS is Tikan Lad, it stays forever. But something which is temporary, that's not Emes, it's the opposite of Emes. So what's the explanation for saying that the Av of the Benani compared to their level is called an Aveda Tama Be'emes Lamitei, even though compared to the Tzaddik, it's not called Emes at all? So the union of absolute Emes is only in Elikus, as it's written, Va'ashem Alikim Emes. 
in the world in Eilam on its own, there can't be any Indian of Emes, since all the Nyanam of the world eventually cease to exist. Everything is Hoiviv and Ifsid. When we see Emes in the world, even when it's only relative to that level and not compared to a higher level, like it talks about in Tanya for the Benini, we must say that it's from Vavai Elikim Emes, the Emes of Elikus, which is shining in the world. So what we're saying over here is that the world on its own has no connection whatsoever to Emes. And so if we see Emes in the world, even if it's not Emes Lamitli compared to a higher level, but even if in its level there is an aspect, an element, a component of Emes, it shows that it comes from Vavayelikim Emes. Because only Hashem has Emes. And this is also the explanation of what's taught elsewhere, that Ma'idecha, the Av of Bechol Ma'idecha, which is the Ma'id Shalcha, your Ma'id, the bleak vul of a person, awakens and draws down the Ma'id of Lamaila, the real and true bleak vul. And the explanation is that even though Ma'id Shalcha is only higher than the gvul of that person's Aveda, but on its own, it's a limited Aveda, and in addition, compared to someone holding at a higher level, it's indeed literally a limited Ava. Nevertheless, since the union of bleak vul is only in Elikus, Unlike Nevraim, who at their very essence are Mugbalim, and so therefore there can't be any element of Bligvul by Nevraim from their own being, Mitzad Atzmam. So therefore, if we see over here that there is an element of Bligvul, even if it's only relative to that person's level, but still there's an element of Bligvul. So when a Nivra has an expression, meaning an Aveda which is higher than its Medidavagbala, its own limitations, it's connected and comes from Hashem, who is the true Bligvul. And this is the reason why Ma'idecha, the Ma'id Shalcha, resembles the true Bligvul and awakens and draws down the Ma'id, the Bligvul of Lamaila. According to this, it's also understood in our parsha. The difference in the Aveda and Gdusha of Shah and Deiris, which is the way of Aaron, is the complete and true Aveda from the Emes Hashem, the way it shines in the state and level of the Yid, the way the Yid is at that time. Each Yid has their own level and their own situation. And this is all how the Emes Hashem is La'ilam and in the Ilam, the way it shines in the frame. However, the level of Moshe is the Emes Hashem of Atzilus, which is higher than the Emes Hashem, the way it shines in Ephraim. And therefore, from the perspective of Moshe, there wasn't the difference between Kachi Shah and Kachi Deiris. However, from the fact that Vayishma Moshe, Vayitav Be'enov, so it's understood that through Aaron, it brought about that also from the perspective of the Bechina of Moshe, that of Midas Emes of Atzilus, there's a difference between Kachi Shah and Kachi Deiris. And the explanation of this is, it's known that the Tachlis and Pnimius of the Kavana of the world of Atzilus is for the Veda and Gililikus and Evraim down here, meaning that there are two in Yanam and Atzilus. One is there's Atzilus Mitzad Atzmei, Atzilus on its own, which is higher than Evraim, and then there's two, which is that there's Atzilus in terms of its Kavana, where it's felt in it how it's for Eilam and these are the two in Yanam and Meisha. Meisha, which is Midas Emes of Atzilus on his own, Mitzad Atzmei, is higher than the differences of the Emes of Evraim. However, Aaron acting in his role as Shushvina de Matrinusa of the Yidden to the extent of Ayavis Abrius and Makarvan Latera, meaning the Torah of Moshe, and he brings everybody to that Torah, even the Brius, so he revealed the Kavana Pnimis, which is connected with the Mata and Tachtin, which is the Kavana Pnimis of the Emes of Atzilus. So Aaron revealed the Kavana Pnimis of Atzilus, which is that the Indian of the Emes of Atzilus is for the Gilean of Rayim down here. And through Aaron revealing that the Kavana Pnimis of Atzilus itself, is for the Gili in Ephraim down here, so Vayishma Moshe Vayitav Be'enav. This became the union of Moshe, the Bechin of Atzilus, in a revealed way, and Moshe agreed. Vayishma Moshe Vayitav Be'enav. The Hira from this and the Aveda of each and every one, when it comes to a person's private Aveda, their Aveda Hashem has to be without any changes, which is the idea that like we said of Moshe being on his own. Just like Aniyah violation Nisi, the same must be, like it says at the end of the Pasuk, by Va'atam Bnei Yisrael, 
Just like Hashem doesn't change, a Yid can't change in their Avedah. However, when it comes to one's relationship and one's Avedah with another Yid, even with those on the level of Brias, so then one has to enter the other Yid's level and situation and know that not all times are the same. One cannot begin helping another Yid, and certainly those on the level of Brias, with demanding that the other Yid should always be on the same level of Gdusha as in Zmanei Ratzin, as in special times. When one is helping other Yid, including Brias, in a way that they connect to that Yid's level and situation, so then they will eventually succeed in helping the other Yid also feel the MS Hashem La'ilam, the level of Aniyah violation you see. And this brings a Shleimus in their own level of MS, in the one that's helping the other Yid. Referring to the Pasuk where we said that Meisha is Midas Emes and Aaron is Chesed, the Pasuk of Chesed ve Emes Nifgoshu, Tzedek ve Shalom Nashaku. So when Chesed ve Emes Nifgoshu, Tzedek ve Shalom Nashaku, we have these two things the way a person works with themselves and the way they work with others. So then the Nisava Kodesh Baruch Hu, Lias Leidir is fulfilled.